All right. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is March 24th, 2022 and week 164. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Mist of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been with us for a while, as we always like to say, welcome back. Thank you guys for tuning in week in and week out trying to hear what thus says the Lord. Now, if you caught the date, he doesn't know I'm doing this, but (laughs) we want to say happy birthday to Minister Tony Banks. He didn't know I was doing this and knowing him, he probably was not even going to bring it up. So I will. (laughs) And I'm just so grateful to him and grateful to God for placing him in my life in 2017. You know, um, I I had like a great life, but I really wasn't trying to live right truly for God you know he walked me through the Bible learned a lot of things and and doing these Bible studies definitely is not easy I remember being in school and saying man I hate doing presentations like I didn't have that many of them but you have to do a lot of research put this with that and he does it effortlessly or at least it seems like it's effortless effortlessly I remember one point in time we were having Zoom Bible studies Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, along with the live stream on Thursday. But truth be told, we need Bible study every single day. But it's not easy to put those together. And he didn't take the easy route out. Not all the time. He would talk about the same thing. It would be different messages every day. And so I'm just um, exceedingly grateful for all that because I've definitely learned a lot learn how to um, handle a lot of different areas in my life from those Bible studies. And I hope that we can do a lot more together. Last year's birthday was on um, Zoom Bible study and this year is on live stream. So he hadn't gotten a break yet, but he still saw fit to come and try to bring the word of God despite his busy schedule, despite also trying to learn how to play the keyboard. This is important. I can tell that he loves God and he loves spreading the word of God. So again, love you, my brother, and happy birthday. So now let me get the picture off the screen. (laughs) All right. So as you can see from the title, we'll be talking about distractions. What is distracting you? Whenever we try to do something, we want to put our mind to it. This person or something will distract us to get us off of our path to reaching our our ultimate goal. And that happens with God all the time. Whenever you try to read, it seems like the TV show is coming out. Somebody's texting you anything. The devil will throw anything at you to try to get you to stop looking at the word of God and trying to learn of him. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to the birthday man, Minister Tony Banks. We can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. I pray you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. I'm I'm grateful. I'm humbled. Um, for all the encouraging words, the uh, words of care, the words of love, the words of, uh, you know, making me feel good about, you know, myself, even though I understand that I'm nothing. I, I just appreciate all the people who God has placed in my life. So I'm grateful to each and every one of you, all of you who have given me gifts, even if you haven't, just saying happy birthday, that's gift enough for me. Um, I I'm a person, I really don't like attention, honestly. I don't like, you know, for everyone to kind of make something about me. Um, That's just not who I am. And so that's why a lot of things, uh, even my own personal accomplishments, 
I personally don't like to talk about stuff like that. Uh, even though my birthday isn't, I wouldn't say that's an accomplishment. Well, it is an accomplishment, but you know, that's that's God's accomplishment. That's God blessing me uh, to be here. So I'm I'm humbled. I'm I'm gracious. I'm thankful to God first and foremost for what He's did in my life and for the people He's blessed me uh, to come into contact with. Because for each person, um, God teaches me more and more about myself. You know, as I, I you know, we did a Bible study a while back uh, where you know I talked about how. I can see problems in other people and it doesn't matter who it is. But even if I see an issue with someone else, God humbles me and says, what about the issue you have in you? And so for each person, it doesn't matter who it is. You know, it's easy for us to find something we don't like about someone, some issue we have with them, someone I don't like when they do this, how they do that. But every person I encounter, I begin to find more and more about myself. And so I'm thankful for uh, Melvin, for everyone who God has blessed me with because they show me a lot about me. They might not know it, (laughs) but each of you have a special place, Um, especially Melvin. We've been doing this for, it seems like a very long time now. Uh, And he talked about me um, doing so many studies and I don't, People don't know how much work he puts into this. Uh, he just sent me a while back, the a uh, couple of days ago, I believe, the uh, our uh, join the midst of a storm page, our website. Uh, so if you have the opportunity, check that out uh, because none of those things I can take credit for. All I do is I preach, I teach, uh, but when it comes to the design of all of this stuff. Uh, the music you're hearing, uh, just the the fluidity, just the um, just just some very nice effects. <laughs> he does all of that, and so uh, where would I be without all of those things <laughs> he does? Uh, it'd be really plain. <laughs> you probably just see a, a normal background, but he he does a lot, and so I'm grateful for that, um, and I'm hopefully hoping that we can continue to do this, provide this. Uh, as long as God sees fit. And so uh, thank you once again, Melvin, and each and every one of you. And thanks to God for my being here, uh, for blessing me to see another year. Um, And so let us get into the study for tonight. Let's go into a word of prayer uh, before we do that. Gracious Lord, thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for how you've continued to bless your people, Lord, all around the world, Lord. You've continued to help us, shield and guide us, protect us, even the evil that you have allowed to come upon us, Lord. You are continuing to bring us through, Lord, and none and more than anything else, Lord, you're going to bring us back home with you. Lord, we're thanking you for uh, just the opportunity to be in another Bible study, Lord. Someone didn't make it. Someone did not make it, but you blessed us. Lord, we're praying that we will continue to grow into the people that you're calling us to be. We're praying for our family members, our friends, loved ones, even all of the unsaved, Lord. We're asking that you would place something inside of them, a burning desire to want to be saved because we understand that's the most important thing. And Lord, no matter what happens to us in this life, help us to always remember that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. And so, Lord, we're praying all these blessings 
in your magnificent name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. What is distracting you? What's distracting you today? Uh, so many things will distract us. Um, as you know, <laughs> it is my birthday. But I would not allow that to distract me and say, you know what? I think Bible study needs to be canceled because I need to be celebrating my birthday some other way instead of doing Bible study. And I'm not saying if somebody cancels a Bible study, sometimes people do cancel studies. However, I'm saying for me personally, for this reason, for my birthday, I would not cancel Bible study for that. And so... I did not want that to distract me. Uh, I don't want to make it more about me uh, than it should be because this is all about Christ. Somebody needs to be saved regardless of what day, whose day it is. This is God's day. It's his day first and foremost. And so we're talking about those distractions tonight. Uh, and Melvin, he, he brought it up earlier when it comes time to do something like this, the distractions start. Uh, we start getting messages. We start getting calls. A lot of things start to take our attention away from God. And so we're going to pick that up tonight just so we can look at the way the devil tries to distract us. And so let's pick this up. Matthew chapter 4. I don't remember which verse I gave you. Verse 1. Let's start at verse 1 then. Uh, really quickly, we have a few comments. Um, Casey, your comment, I can't see it anymore, um, but it says something along the lines of um, praise the Lord or hello, um, grace and peace, my brother. So thank you for tuning in. Um, Stephen says, also says grace and pre peace, brothers. Thank you for tuning in. Kiara says praise the Lord. Uh, I think y'all, all of those comments went away because a lot... <laughs> Uh, people have commented or a lot of comments have been made. Kara says, good job, Melvin. Keep going. May God bless you and your family. And I really appreciate that. The uh, same to you as well. And like Tony said, I'm also a guy that does not like a lot of attention, but I have no problem putting the attention on others like Tony for his birthday. <laughs> so um, thank you. Thank you. And um, Stephen says, great job, brothers. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Definitely a lot of effort goes into it because um, there's nothing more important than spreading the word of God. So I do like for things to look nice and look presenting because you never know what would catch somebody's eye and will get them into the word of God. So definitely, Stephen also says, for me, it's my phone as being a distraction. And that is definitely one of the main distractions that we all face because I know I look at my phone a lot as well when I should be doing other things. So thank you guys for the comments so so much. Thank you for tuning in and um, look forward to hearing from you more. Let me see if we have any on the other page. Cynthia says, happy birthday, minister. May God grant you many more happy ones. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you guys. All right. That's all of them. So thank you again for the comments. And I will start the reading now from really, Matthew. Really quickly. I'm sorry. If, um, if by chance... Someone does comment something, especially a question or something you really want us to address. Um, if for some reason it gets deleted or if we just don't see it because we are broadcasting from three different pages and sometimes things get uh, kind of twisted up there and then we just don't see certain things. And so please comment again. Uh, if it is something, you know, crucial, uh, like a question, especially, 
please tell us again because we do we don't want to ignore anyone. Uh, we do want to address it. So uh, just wanted to throw that in there really quickly. <laughs> One more thing. Well, we do have a comment from David. He says, thank you both for all y'all do for the work of the Lord. Definitely. And thank you for um, acknowledging it. Thank you for, because I know you are more like one of the more consistent ones. You're here every week in the Zoom every week as well. And we appreciate you for tuning in. And well as everybody, where you make one and skip a week for whatever reason, we appreciate you too for coming as well, no matter how often you do. And also, Tony mentioned the website earlier. Yes, we do have a website called jmsbible.com where you can listen to all of these messages as well as our Zoom and in-person. Back when we used to do that, it seems like it's been so long since we did in-person Bible studies at the Ole Miss Library. Uh, we had to stop due to COVID, and that's what made us start doing them on Facebook Messenger and then on Zoom. So that kind of transformed into Zoom. So we definitely um, give the website uh, a check, uh, a look at jmsbible.com. Uh, again, for any of the podcast listeners, if you want to submit a topic, you can do that through the website as well, jmsbible.com slash requests, I believe I set the page as. So um, thank you again for- Fantastic website. <laughs> Check it out. Check it out. Fantastic. Well, all right. Now, finally, I will get into the reading, uh, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 1. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. I wanted to get to this because I want to show you how the enemy- uses distraction tactics to harm us. I said this in our recent Bible study on Zoom. A distraction comes for two different reasons. To stop you from doing something you should or to lead you or cause you to do something you should not do. That's what the distraction comes for. I, I, whenever I think about a distraction, I always think of this. This is just what I think of. Now, you might think of something different. But when I think of a distraction, I always think about when someone is trying to sell me something. Uh, if you go uh, apartment shopping, car shopping, whatever it is you're shopping for, phone shopping, computer shopping, the price is not the first thing people are going to talk to you about. In fact, they're hoping you don't even discuss the price. They're hoping you just say, hey, I'll take it. That's what they're hoping for. Because what people are wanting to do is show you all the good things. These are the reasons why. They, they really want to distract you from what is going to cost you and just tell you all the good things about it. That's what we do when we distract someone. Somebody say, oh, just take, keep their attention off of this. The real thing that's going on. I've been, I've been, uh, I've, I've searched for things in the past, even like an apartment renting in the past or even a house. You search for something and people will say, oh man, it's got such a nice view. You know, it, it has a fence. It has a garage. You say, well, how much does it, how much does it cost? They said, oh, you know, don't worry. It, you know, you, you'll be paying around. Uh, they'll throw a number out there. It might be around $700 a month. It's no problem. Even if you're going to buy. Let's say you're going to buy a, buy a house, take out a mortgage. They said, oh, you know, don't worry. You're going to be paying about $700 a month. But they're not going to tell you 
Yeah, this place costs $415,000. They're not wanting to tell you the price. They're just wanting to tell you certain things to influence your decision. That's what a distraction is all about. Getting you into a trap. I hope you can understand this. And so when I look at what's going to happen here, recognize the devil he's wanting to distract. Now, he has a goal in mind, and he's going to use means of distraction to get Jesus to do what he wants him to do. And so the scripture tells us he was led, Jesus now, he was led into the wilderness for this purpose. He was led to battle with the devil. He was led for this purpose. Let's pick up the second verse. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. Notice now, he has fasted for 40 days, 40 nights. It was not until afterward, the scripture says, the enemy came. See, the devil knows exactly when to distract us. At the times where we're the most vulnerable. Jesus has now fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. We know if a person isn't eating, they're hungry. This is when we are our weakest. This is when he's spotting he's vulnerable. In his mind, in the devil's mind. Now, Jesus really wasn't vulnerable. But this is what he was going to pray on. Use it as a distractor. See, we have to recognize these things. We, as soon as, uh, so often, I, I'll sit down, I say, it's time for me to study something. I need to read something. And as soon as I do that, I start to become sleepy. Afterward, after I started, I say, my goodness, I'm starting to fall asleep. And I'm always reminded, Jesus said, could you not? Could you not tarry one hour? You couldn't even hang on one hour, Tony. I always think about myself being in that situation. As soon as we get into Bible study, we find ourselves distracted. Somebody sent me a happy birthday message. As soon as I get into Bible study, let me, let me, let me respond to I get distracted. As soon as I'm supposed to be focused on something, I'm now distracted. This, this is what the enemy does. He waits to the perfect opportunity when we don't even notice it's a distraction. We don't even notice it's a distraction. That's what he wants to do to us. Distract us without you even knowing it. It's called deception. It's deception. So now, Jesus he has fasted for 40 days, 40 nights. He's hungry. Let's pick it up. Uh, really quickly, David says the storm distracted Peter and caused him to get his eyes off of Jesus, and he started to sink. Mm -hmm. uh, so verse 3, and when the, temp the tempter came to him, he said, if thou be the son of God, command that these stones be made bread. He used hunger. He used hunger as a distraction. 
He said, man, don't you recognize you're so hungry? You can't even make it back to the town. You can't make it somewhere else. You need to command these stones right now to become bread. Because if you don't, how are you going to survive? See, the enemy does this. This is the first round. He went three rounds, toe-to-toe, pound-for-pound for the heavyweight championship here. He went three rounds with the devil. This is a heavyweight matchup here. Three rounds. This is the first one. There are three things that God hates. The lust of the flesh. This is, the, this is lust of the flesh. See, there are things that we feel that distract us from doing what God wants us to be doing. See, a lot of times, even when it comes to a Bible study, we might have church one time a week. A lot of of churches might have church once, maybe twice a week. And you know what happens when it's time for you to go to church? (laughs) The distraction comes. You say, man, I'm so tired today. I would go. But today I'm just not feeling it, Melvin. I'm not feeling it today. Today is my birthday. See, there's some, the way we feel gets involved with it. See, Jesus was hungry here. So the devil was using how he felt as a distraction. He tried to use it now. It didn't work with Jesus. But it works on us. See, he's still coming and trying to distract us every day of our lives. Because we feel a certain way. You know, there are people, because they are hungry, they'll justify stealing. They say, well, I was hungry. Do you you think God would want me not to eat? We'll justify it not knowing this has distracted us from the will of God. Because we are hungry, we feel it's okay to sin. We'll use our feelings. This is, this is one of the three things God hates. Lust of the flesh. First thing, this is the first thing the devil tempted Jesus with. So he said, you're hungry, Jesus. Turn these stones into bread. A distraction. This is what it was about. He wanted Jesus to focus on the fact that he was hungry. But if he did, he would have obeyed the devil. And, you know, as I thought about this, I said, you know, God cannot obey the commands. God doesn't obey commands. God is the one who gives the commands. You don't go to the job. You don't go (laughs) to someone who owns something and you command them how they're going to do things. No, they command you. We're dealing with God manifesting the flesh here. He makes the commands. So this was the first round of a three-round matchup. And the winner takes all. And so lust of the flesh was how the devil tempted Jesus. Let's pick it up in the next verse. But he answered and said, it is written, 
This is what we must understand. We must always lean to the word of God. If not, we'll fall victim to distractions. Something or someone, something and or someone will distract us and cause us to go contrary to the word of God. So Jesus said, it is written. He used scripture. Go ahead. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. He used scripture. See, we have to learn and understand the scripture. You know, people learn and understand everything else. Sometimes people will ask you, hey, have you seen this show? If you so happen to say no, in their minds, that is almost a sin. They said, you really haven't seen that? Wow. But when it comes to the word of God, we have not seen, don't know, hadn't heard, and it's totally okay to us. There's no hunger and thirst for the word of God. And little do we know, the enemy has distracted us with so many things. Why? Because we don't know the word of God. Because we're not fighting the devil with scripture. So this is what Jesus did here. He told him what was written. He said, look, we have to live by the scripture. Every word that God speaks, not just by bread. But by God's word, let's see what he said. Then the devil. Do we t- have something else? Uh, yes. Uh, Kiara has a question. Did Jesus tell his disciples to feed the people because they followed him for three days and haven't eaten because the devil was going to tempt them? Uh, read that one more time. Did Jesus tell his disciples to feed the people because they followed him for three days and haven't eaten because the devil was going to tempt them? Well, that was to teach his disciples how to love because in many instances and I don't want to get too far off on this but in many instances um, you can find the disciples actually telling Jesus to send people away but he had to teach them how to love teach them how to take care of people you can find them in another place the children came to Jesus they said hold on now don't the disciples forbade or forbid the children. Jesus said, look, don't forbid, don't forbid them. So in many instances, Jesus had to teach his disciples. So that really wasn't about the devil coming to tempt them. Because uh, in all actuality, uh, the devil had been working on the disciples of Jesus. That's what Jesus came to straighten out. Right now, the devil is working on all of us. And the Lord is trying to straighten us out. That's what Bible studies are for. That's what uh, teaching, hearing the word of God is about. Us getting straightened out. Because the enemy has distracted us for so long. And we're doing things that God is not pleased with. And so Jesus was not pleased with his disciples turning so many people away. Talk to someone recently. You can find so many churches turning people away. Churches now, churches will tell people, God hates people like you. 
not true. Churches will turn people away. No, God hates the sin. God loves you. He wants you to come to him. He just wants you to leave the sin. So that's what that was about. That was about teaching, teaching his disciples um, how to love. He said, love not in word and tongue, but in deed and truth. And so let, let's get back to where we were. Good question. Uh, verse five, then the devil taketh him in, up unto the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. Now, here we are for round two. This is a distracting mechanism. This is a distracting tactic. Look at where the devil took him. Read that again for us, Mel. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple mm -hmm. and saith unto him, If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Now, Jesus has now been taken to the top of the temple, to the pinnacle now, to the top. And we've seen Jesus use scripture. And so a lot of times when people are uh, in a fight, if you've ever seen a boxing match, they have something called counter punches where one person throws a punch the other person dodges it and they throw a punch in return called a counterpunch. So now, since the first punch didn't work that the devil threw, he recognized Jesus used some scripture on him. He said, okay, <laughs> let me counterpunch that. So Jesus used scripture. Now the devil said, hold on, I know what's written too. He said, let me tell you about some stuff that's written. See, people love to say, see, we, we don't recognize the distraction has happened to us. People will often tell you, yeah, my, at my church, we preach straight from the word of God. We preach straight from the scripture, not knowing the devil uses scripture also. That doesn't mean your pastor is sent of God because he's using scripture. We find the very devil himself using scripture. The scripture has distracted us because we don't even recognize who's the messenger. We don't realize who it's coming from. We just take the fact that they're using scripture. So now the devil has started to use some scripture here. And he was not wrong with the scripture. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Read that verse again for me in verse six. And saith unto him, If thou be the son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give angels charge concerning thee. Now, look at what the scriptures declares here. He say, If you're the son of God, the devil wants him to prove something. Say, If you're who you say you are, the scripture talks about you. The scripture says, if you jump down now, if you cast yourself down, the angels have charge concerning thee. Go ahead, Mel. 
and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. He said, look, the angels are going to catch you. You don't have nothing to worry about because of who you are. You have a certain level of status, a certain level of recognition. You know, there are some people, (laughs) some people because of their status level, because of their uh, accomplishments, man, there are people who won't allow their shoes to even touch water. They'll take somebody to take their jacket off. They're going to put the umbrellas over their head. Somebody's going to take their jacket off so they don't get their nice shoes dirty in a puddle of water because of who they are, because of their rank, because of their status. This is what the devil tried to use here. He said, look, because of who you are, if you just jump, if you jump, the angels, they're not going to allow you to hurt yourself. Because of who you are. You're so important. You're someone special. You know what he used here? Pride. Three things that God hates. Lust of the flesh. We covered that already. Pride of life. Prideful. People don't recognize. We're so prideful. It begins to distract us. I think about how Jesus, he he had been teaching, and we may or may not pick it up. We'll see. Jesus had been teaching. It's, It's actually in the book of Matthew, chapter 13. He had been teaching, and the people were so amazed at the wisdom that he spoke with. They said, man, where where did he go to school at? When did he learn this? Where did he learn this at? They were amazed, but they were also distracted. They said, isn't he just a carpenter's son? Isn't he the son of Mary, the son of Joseph? Don't we know his family? He comes from nothing. In one place, the disciples said, can can any good thing come from Nazareth? That's where Jesus came from, from the projects, from the slums. Can any good thing come from there? And so all of that, someone found themselves distracted because of pride, because of looking at the outward appearance. And so now the devil says, Jesus, look at who you are. Don't you recognize the scripture says you won't hurt yourself because of who you are. Pride will distract us. There are things we should do, but because we are too prideful, it distracts us. We say, yeah, I'm not doing that. There's people. We can learn something from them, but because we're prideful, we won't open our ears to hear. Paul told Timothy, he said, look, don't let anyone despise your youth. Why? Because somebody's prideful. They said, man, Timothy, he's younger than me. A lot of times we accomplish things in life. People feel because they're a successful business owner, because they're doctors and lawyers, because they're computer technicians, 
Because we're so many things in this world, we feel nobody can tell us something, especially someone who doesn't have the same level of status. We become prideful. And that pride distracts us from learning something. We have not learned to humble ourselves. We haven't learned. But the scripture tells us about Jesus. He humbled himself. He fashioned himself as a man. And he became humble. He humbled himself. He became obedient. We don't know how to do that because we are distracted. Today, our family name holds too much weight. My name is Tony Banks. And so if I'm not careful, I say, you know, I'm from the Banks family. And my shoulders, (laughs) I began to start feeling something in my shoulders. Began to get, I'll begin to get proud of myself. And nobody can tell me anything because I say, you know, I'm a Banks. So you don't know nothing. You wouldn't know about this because you're not a Banks, see that? You wouldn't know about this. It'll start to distract me. And everything becomes about my name, who I am, what I've accomplished, what I've did. I'm so proud of me that I'll become distracted. And you know what? I'll become foolish. See, there are some people who will get themselves, especially because of pride, get themselves into some horrible situations. I'll see young guys (laughs) young guys get out here (laughs) and we just have to have some competition about who's the most manly oh I'm stronger than you I'm bigger and badder than you man I'll whoop you and we'll get so proud of ourselves and so prideful we'll think we can take on three four or five guys being foolish we're prideful Guys, will, even if we're just picking up something, guys will know they're overexerting themselves. Try to pick up something. I don't need no help. I'm strong. Because of that pride, guys will get hurt. See guys get hurt because of pride. It distracts us. It causes, it comes for two reasons. Causes us to do something we should not do or Neglect doing something we should do. Pride will do this to us. And so Jesus here, if he was not careful, he was prepared though. He was prepared. If you go back to Matthew chapter three, he was baptized, received the Holy Ghost, and he went on to fast and continued to prepare himself. Is a continuation process. But he did not allow the pride to distract him. For him to say, you know what? You're right. It is written about me, huh? It is about me. Yeah, you're right. I can jump. The devil wanted him to commit suicide here. But, but despite that, he just wanted Jesus to obey him because of pride, because of arrogance. So this is the second round. In the first round, we found lust of the flesh. Now, in round two, 
we find the pride of life. There are three things God hates. Notice I didn't say three people God hates. Three things. See, he, these things can happen to any of us. Have you ever felt a certain way and it caused you to mistreat someone? That's lust of the flesh. I'll tell you this. I was at McDonald's not long ago, my wife and I, at McDonald's not long ago, went through the line. Lady gives us our food. My wife says, you know what? Can you ask her for some salt? So I look up at the window. The lady looks at me. She said, oh my goodness, what do they want now? I mean, this was out of nowhere. I'm wondering, wow, what did we do to her? The way you feel, she might have been tired, frustrated, not feeling well, could have been all sorts of things going wrong in her flesh. But it caused her to be distracted. And instead of treating someone with patience, with love, with gentleness, with meekness, she didn't do it because something has distracted her. She was distracted by something. We find ourselves feeling certain ways and that feeling overwhelms us. It causes us to treat people in an ungodly manner. It becomes a distraction. We find ourselves feeling so proud, so proud. Nobody can tell us anything. Oftentimes you hear people, they say, you know, I don't need to go to church. They say, I, I don't need to go to church. I don't need somebody else to teach me something. I can read the Bible for myself. You know what that is? It's the pride of life. Somebody's too proud. They feel I'm educated enough. I, I already know my ABCs. I can say my alphabets backwards. Can you? We become prideful. We say, man, I've been reading since before you were born. I've been, I knew about God before you knew about him. It becomes a competition. So many things in this world become a competition to people. And we don't know it has distracted us. It's not about a competition. Who can do this first? Who can do this the best? We are all in the body of Christ. The scripture tells us, look, the eye is not more important than the ear because the ear, I don't care how good the ear is at hearing, the ear cannot see, the ear cannot smell. Each body part has a function and a role. That is us within the body of Christ. We have a role. We don't have to be distracted by foolish competitions. Us being prideful because of our name or status. So this is the second round. The devil is using these things to distract Jesus, trying to get him to obey. The devil wants Jesus to obey and he's using means of distraction. So what's distracting you today? Are you allowing something to distract you from doing what God wants you to do. And in all actuality, you're listening to the devil.
because you're distracted. What's distracting you? Let's let's keep reading here. Oh, we have a few comments. Uh, David, <clears throat> excuse me. David says the answer to whatever we are going through, we can find in the Word of God, not just our physical needs and nourishment, but more so our spiritual needs and nourishment. He also says the devil is trying to offer Jesus something that isn't the devil's to give because it already belongs to Jesus. And also the devil is always making promises that he doesn't plan to keep because they are promises that he can't keep. He's wanting to distract us. And Casey had a question, um, but um, Tony ended up answering it without even knowing. Um, Casey asked, he was basically telling Jesus to commit suicide, right? He wanted him to jump. He wanted him to jump. Of course, Jesus, he had all power. But nonetheless, the, the devil really just wanted him to jump, even if he jumped. And Jesus did not actually die, which he would not have anyways. But even if he just jumped, he would have been obeying the devil. He would have been obeying him just from jumping. That's what the devil wanted him to do. Just jump. The devil wanted him to turn the stones into bread. Just he didn't even have to eat them. It wasn't about him eating them. He said, just turn them into bread. It's about him. The scripture tells us, Peter told us, he said, look, it's better for me to obey God rather than man. You know that holds true for the devil? It's better that we obey God than the devil. There's some things might not be a sin. See, people love to minimize it to sin. They say, well, I don't think this is a sin. Sometimes it's not about if it's a sin. It's about who's telling us to do it. It's about who are you listening to, though? I don't want to take any orders from the devil. Even if he's not telling me to sin, he can tell me, Tony, get in your car, drive to the grocery store. I say, hold on. If God's not telling me to do this, though, this sounds like a trap. It's not about sin all the time. We, we People minimize it to sin. It's not about sin all the time. It's about, I just want to follow what God says. I want to do what God is telling me to do. So now let's let's keep reading here as we finish this up. Because we have one more round, the final round. And if Jesus wins this round, somebody says a unanimous decision, unanimous victory here. He won all three rounds. Let's see what happened here. Uh, verse seven, Jesus said unto him, it is written again, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Mm-hmm. Again, the devil taketh them up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth mm -hmm. them all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. Round three. Jesus is now taken. Look at the tempter now. He takes him to an exceeding high mountain. You know, when you get to the mountain, if you've ever been at the top of something, you know, you can see a lot better once you get up to the top. You can see down over all those things. All those places you've been all this time, but you never seen them from this viewpoint. Places you could have been walking, but if they take you up to the top, you say, wow, that's what it looks like from up here. He's taken up to the top now to a mountain, exceeding high, puts emphasis on this. We already know a mountain is high. 
it tells us it's a seeding high. Emphasizes it for us. And what do you do there, Melvin? And saith unto him. Uh, go back up to verse uh, 8. Oh. Uh, again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of, of the world and the glory of them. Notice, he showed him. <laughs> Three things that God hates. Lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the eye. Round three. This is his final play. The devil only has three tactics, three means of distracting us. Lust of the flesh, the pride of life, and the lust of the eye. So he said, if those didn't work, let me show him something. See, there are some things the devil can show us today. And we say, man, I got to get on that. I've got to do this because we've seen it. Some people, when they see something, they just have to do it. They say, where'd you learn about this? Oh, I seen it. I seen so-and-so do this. And now because they see, look at all the foolish things that people do on social media. Uh, Stuff that people have did on Vine, TikTok, uh, all these social media platforms. There'll be just these ridiculous challenges. Uh, One that pops to mind instantly was the Tide Pod Challenge. People hurting themselves. Why? Because they've seen somebody else do it. People will take, uh, I think, rubbing alcohol, put it on their bodies, light themselves up, make a video of it. And because somebody else seen that, they say, you know what? Let me do it. Our eyes begin to distract us. You think God wants you to walk around with lighting yourself on fire for a TikTok video? for some likes on social media. He doesn't want you to do that. You're distracted, though. You're seeing something. You see how, oh, wow, they got a lot of likes. Wow, a lot of people enjoyed that video. Wow, a lot of people commented on it. Uh, Not long ago, I remember seeing some type of crate challenge. People walking across crates. And I hadn't seen anybody make it. Now, I don't go and look for it, but the few that I've seen, I've seen every person fall and get hurt. Every single one of them. And you know what? Somebody saw that. They said, let me try it. He uses lust of the eye to distract us. So here, he shows Jesus all these kingdoms of the world. Let's see what he said to him after he showed him. And saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou would fall down and worship me. He has to show us something first. The enemy has to show us something first. And then he promises you. He said, Look, I'll give it to you now. Just do this for me. Do this one thing for me. And I'll give it to you. Three things that God hates. And he uses all three of these things because we'll get so excited about it. We just have to have it. We won't wait on God's patience. There's some things we'll see. We we cannot be patient about it. We can't. We say, I just got to do it right now because I seen it. I I seen somebody else enjoying this. We said, got to get it. Can't wait. It is the lust of the eye. 
and we got to learn how to defeat it. Some of these same things God wants to give to us, but we can't be patient enough to wait. Some of the same things. So what is distracting you today? What, what areas are you falling to these distractions? What areas? I hope you can follow what, what I'm saying here. I hope you understand where I'm going with this. But Jesus defeated it, defeated it all three rounds. But you know, before I wrap this up, I want to go back to the book of Genesis. Because I want you to see Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Let's pick up verse 5 here. Uh, go, go to verse 4. Genesis chapter 3, verse 4. And I want to show you this serpent now, the devil, same one that tempted Jesus. He went to work on us in the garden. And he's been working up until the days of Jesus. He's working up until today. He, he started way back then, and he's still at it. You know, he's been successful at this. Somebody told me, so if it's not broke, don't fix it. Usually we say it this way, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And so I want to show you how the devil's tactics They've been working since the beginning. Now, they didn't work on Jesus, but they're working on us. And so since he's successful with us, he's still using it. Let's pick it up in uh, Genesis 3, verse 4 here. And we have three comments. Well, two, really. Um, Louise says, happy birthday, Minister Tony Banks. And David says, if we listen to the devil and let him ride before we know what happened, he will be driving. And we actually had a message about that like two years ago. And it said, don't let the devil ride. And one of the things that was mentioned, and I believe Tony said it, um, like you just said, David, before we know it, he'll be driving. We, we wouldn't even know. And then he also says, the only power that the devil ever has to control us is the power that we give him. The devil can't ever make us do anything we really don't want to do. I hear way too often, the devil made me do it. But in reality, he doesn't have the power to make us do anything that we don't want to do in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's very true. We can't let the distractions get us. So thank you guys for the comments. God bless you guys and appreciate you guys. So let, let's pick this up before we get out of here. Genesis chapter 3 and verse 4. Let's see what it says. And the serpent said unto the woman... Ye shall not surely die. Now, this is the tempter. The tempter is coming. The same way he came to Jesus. Same tactics now. Same tactics. So he comes to the woman who is Eve. This is who was in the garden. It was only Adam and Eve. And the devil had to come and tempt someone. So he first started with Eve. Came to her. He said, you won't die. Using the scripture now, using what is written. Now, I know it wasn't written just yet at this time. But see, the devil knows what God says. He said, look, he attacked the word of God. He said, you won't die. Let's see what he said, though. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. He said, look, God knows what's going to happen to you. When you eat of this tree, God knows. 
you're going to be enlightened. But now let's pick up verse six. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Whoa. Same three things here. I want you to notice this now. This is a distracting tactic. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, lust of the eye, three things God hates, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. Now her eye is getting her in trouble here. How good this food looked became distracted. God said, don't do it. But my goodness, it looks so good though. Looks so good to my eyes. How many of us get in situations like that? God tells you not to do a certain thing, but your eye gets you in trouble. You start looking at it and wonder, man, it sure would be nice though. Our eyes get us in trouble. It's a distracting mechanism. It's a distracting tactic. The devil's been using this same trick since the very beginning. That's why the scripture tells us you got to know the wiles of the devil. Learn how he's going to attack you. See, when, when a person gets prepared for a fight, a boxing match, a UFC match, whatever kind of fight, when a person gets prepared, they go and study their opponent. It can be a sport. It can be a, a different sport. It can be a basketball game, a football game. Whatever it is, they go and study their opponent. We think... You know, th this is incredible. It it's incredibly sad. We think we can be saved, Melvin, but we don't study our opponent. But when it comes to a sport, we study our opponent. If, a, if it's a business, if we're in competition with someone else for business, we're studying our opponent. We ask them about how much are they selling it for over there at so-and-so. We begin to study our opponent. We say, I can match that price for you. See, we do everything looking at our opponent until it comes to our salvation. We don't study that fellow, but he's a serpent. And now he's using the lust of the eye against Eve. So she's seen something. She says, good for food. Let's see what else. And that it was pleasant to the eyes. Pleasant to the eyes. She's seen it. It was lust of the flesh. She's seen the food. Excuse me. It looked good. It was pleasant to her eyes. Lust of the eye. And it was food. That's the flesh. You know, food, you don't even have to see food. <laughs> you don't have to see any food. Mm -hmm. Somebody said, yeah. <laughs> Got some barbecue ribs. You want some? You already started... You start to imagine that in your mind. You say, I know what that looks like. Red barbecue sauce. Good old slab. <laughs> lust of the flesh. I, I think I said that was lust of the eye earlier. I want to correct myself. It was the lust of the flesh. The food. Lust of the flesh. Same thing the devil used against Jesus. He said, you're hungry. It was lust of the flesh. And so she began, after he said this, she got to take a second look at it. She said, huh, it does look pretty good, doesn't it? Lust of the eye. Mm-hmm. 
and a tree to be desired to make one wise. My God, good God Almighty. He said, this will make you wise. You know, that's what we want. (laughs) We want somebody to look at us and say, wow, Minister Tony sure is wise. Wow. Wow, look at Melvin. Wow. He sure is wise, so educated. What a fine young man. This is what we're looking for. It causes a distraction. It causes us to be distracted from the word of God. He said, look, God knows this is going to make you wise. You'll have something to be proud about. People are going to look up to you and say you're some great one. But it's a distraction. Let's see what happened here. She took of the fruit thereof and did eat and gave also unto her husband with her and he did eat. All because of these three tactics, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life. All because of these three tactics, it distracted her from what God told her to do. And now she has did something God told her not to do. So as I said when I opened this, there are two reasons the enemy distracts us. To cause you to do something God told you not to do or to neglect doing something God told you to do. So I hope you understand this. We went over time a few minutes, but I don't want you to be distracted from doing exactly what God said because you're looking at things from a fleshly standpoint because of how you feel about something. You say, well, you'll hear a certain thing. God said, look, I want you to go right. You say, God, I just feel like I should be going the other direction. This just doesn't feel right to me. You've become distracted by the lust of your own flesh. Lean not to thine own understanding. But lean, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Trust his word. We say, but but even, I see I already felt like I shouldn't go that way. And then when I began to look down that direction, I said, man, look at what's happening to so-and-so. They started doing this. See, it didn't work out for them. Lust of the eye has taken over. You said, but, you know, I already know how that's going to turn out. It won't work. The pride of life. You think you're wiser than God. The enemy uses these same three tactics to stray us away. So I thank God for you guys. Um, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. And I'm hoping and praying we don't allow the devil to distract us away from his word, away from the word of God. Because that's his goal. And he's coming. And he's going to wait for the perfect opportunity. The perfect time. As soon as you don't feel like it, that's when it's time for you to do what God told you to do. You said, but I don't feel like it. God said, this is the time you need to do it, though. When you're hungry, when you're tired, when you're sad, when you're, however you're feeling. God said, this is what I need you to do, though. Don't make it about you. Make it about him. So, At this time, I'll turn it back over into the hands of Melvin. I've enjoyed you guys. 
I hope you've enjoyed the word of God. Take pleasure in it. Uh, get excited about the word of God. God really wants to open our eyes, show us something. And if you would take heed to his word, he'll show you some things you've never seen before. So again, thank you guys. And at this time, I'll turn it back over to Melvin. Thank you. Um, yes, thank you for, so much for tuning in and for those who are going to listen on the podcast. Um, Lewis says, we must acknowledge God in all of our ways so that he can direct our paths. And um, that is so true because if God isn't directing our steps, then we know who he is. We all know the saying that there is nothing new under the sun. We went all the way back to the very first book of the Bible and we saw Jesus use I mean, sorry, we saw the devil use the same three tactics that he used on Jesus. And he's using the same three tactics today. Everything that you've gone through, it has happened before. But these things, that's why it says rejoice through in your tribulations. It says rejoice when you fall into diverse temptations, into various temptations, because it teaches experience. It teaches patience. When we get, when we get into these situations again, we know how to handle them. These situations are needed to better us, to strengthen the inner man. But I don't have much else to um, add. Very good message. Um, we appreciate the minister. And I'll say again, it is his birthday. We appreciate him for um, coming and bringing the word of God. And um, I know that people don't know, but I know all the messages that we've done. This is number 325. Uh, ever since February of 2019. And there is no end in sight. Um, and we want to keep going as long as the Lord sees fit. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. It is a great message each and every single week. We hope to see you guys there. And I'll mention our website again, jmsbible.com. is packed full of every single message that we've ever done. All of the scriptures are there. You can just hit the play button and it'll play. <laughs> so we hope to see you guys check that out. And this message will be uploaded shortly as soon as it goes live on all the podcast platforms. It will be on the website along with the scriptures and everything else. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Count it all joy, count it all joy. And again, count it all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm, no matter what your situation looks like. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. Thank you hey, guys for tuning in. You go ahead. I do want to add one thing to that. Um, please check out the website. Um, I just want to encourage you to check out the website, share it with someone because there are a lot of people who are, needing to hear the word of God. They're needing to hear these things. Um, somebody needs to be encouraged. Somebody needs to uh, hear how the devil is trying to attack them and is attacking them, attacking them. And they don't have the knowledge. They don't know because before any of us heard these things, I know before I heard it, I didn't know. And so, I mean, I want to encourage you to share the word of God with someone. We share everything else with people. We'll share all these random videos, uh, all, the, all the things that go on in our lives we'll share with people. How about we share the word of God? Don't allow, 
you know, things to distract us. So please check out the website. Like I said, Melvin has worked so incredibly hard on it and the website looks amazing. Check it out. Uh, you can you can uh, access all the Bible studies as well as uh, you can also uh, give us a topic that you want discussed. And even if you don't enter it in on the website, you can message us directly um, and we will cover that topic. And so just want to throw that in there. Uh, thank you. Yeah, um, you don't have to be ashamed of mentioning on it through the website. Um, nobody's, nobody sees it but us. Uh, we don't have to mention it. It was from you or anybody, but definitely be encouraged to ask questions and um, ask to cover a topic. I'm glad you did stop to say something. I almost forgot to thank our commenters, Kiara, Casey, Steven, Cynthia, David, and Luis. Thank you guys so much for leaving a comment. It means so much, and we definitely appreciate you guys for tuning in. And I don't think that we have any more. Well, David says, thanks, God. Thanks again, and God bless. And yep, that is it. So thank you guys again so much for tuning in. Like I said earlier, if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with another topic coming straight from the word of God. So you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And we'll see you then. Thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here alone with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We hope to see you guys there. Thank you. Also, as mentioned in the message, we have Zoom Bible studies every Monday and Wednesday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. To join our messages, all you'd have to do is click the meeting link in the description. There is also a link to listen to all of our previous Zoom messages as well. We hope to see you guys join in on the study. And always remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Always.